Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is uh, February 10th. I hope you've had a great week and looking forward to the weekend. Uh, we've had a couple um, days that looked good and then ended up not so good. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Mendez, Camila Cabello there at 105.7 Light FM. Good morning, senoritas y senores. It's 19 here before 9. Time to check in on your money and see what's going on on Wall Street. One of those days where there's not a lot of government reports coming out to affect the markets, so it's uh, what's going on with the actual companies that get traded that make a difference. See if that helps a little, because we had a couple of really crummy days on the market. Let's get on the phone with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Service and see which way we're going to head this morning. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. I'm doing well today. It's uh, the market, though, has not been faring real well this week as we come into Friday. And it doesn't look like we're going to get much of a turnaround either from at least from the futures today. Yeah, it looks like it's so far not a very pleasant start to the day. Yeah, we had one day of euphoria after uh, Jay Paulson used the word disinflationary at a rubber chicken speech. Everybody got happy and then everybody sobered up and started selling again. So we kind of got a trend going after the last uh, off of this week, don't we? Yeah, we do. I mean, it looked good uh, most of the day. And then all of a sudden I turned around and looked after four o'clock and it was down. It's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and uh, just to be a spoiler alert, it's probably going to look even worse this morning because, uh, well, just after midnight last night, uh, Russia announced that they were cutting back crude oil production. And uh, because we won't give them, nobody will give them the money that they want. So consequently, they said, heck with it all. We're going to uh, cut back our production, trying to raise the price we get. Uh, with the companies that well, the countries that will still buy from them, and inside of about ten minutes of that announcement, uh, the Dow ended up falling about 150 points in the futures, and got about the same percentage number on all the other major indexes. We probably aren't going to be affected much by that because we aren't doing business with Russia anyway to any great extent. But uh, it didn't help the futures one tiny little bit, did it? It did not. It did not. And uh, and so we continue to see a lot of red this morning, uh, which we'll go through here in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Other things going on among the issues being traded. There are rumors out uh, that Bob Iger is starting to shed product at Disney. The uh, rumor came out that he's open to the notion of selling Hulu, which is started out as being a replay specialty streaming service for the networks, but now it's become just one of those cable substitute streaming services as well. So I know a few people that have Hulu, and they're probably looking at that this morning and saying, okay, fine, what are they going to do to us now? But it's kind of an interesting change of strategy, isn't it? It, it is. You know, it's one of those things that, well, and Iger said, you know what, everything's on the table uh, when, it, when talking about Hulu ownership, what he ends up doing with it. They don't own the whole thing. Uh, though last year they talked about just buying Comcast out because Comcast owns the rest of it. Uh, uh -huh. Disney owns like 66% of it. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens there as uh, what they want to do with that, whether Comcast comes in and buys the whole thing or if they find another partner to, to unload it onto. Maybe they can just sell ABC. You might get some decent programming on ABC if they did that. <laughs> 
I, can you can you tell the network is not targeting me of late? Other stuff going on this morning that could affect markets. I, I can tell you this, that on my big winner list, after the Russian oil production announcement, every single one of my big leaders is in the oil and, oil and petroleum industry. But other stocks that are moving, uh, Bank of America, I got kind of a charge out of this. Bank of America announced that they were a downgrading Deutsche Bank stock, which kind of strikes me as about the same thing as slinging dog dew across into your ugly neighbor's backyard, doesn't it? Well, it is. And let's face it, you know, when they came out with their report uh, earlier this week, it was not a good report. And so uh, you would expect not only Bank of America downgrading, but probably everybody else. But you you would, um, yeah, bank to bank, it, it's always just a little funny when they start downgrading their neighbors. Kind of hits that. The other thing that Bank of America did, I saw the top line, and you actually found the full article. Uh, they announced that they had an unexpected increase in consumer spending in January. It was close to 5%, but when you dug down on the article a little bit, uh, they said, uh, well, yeah, that was after the COVID scare that we had in January of last year. So the little up that we got in the process kind of went away in a hurry, didn't it? Well, it did. So, so in, um, in December, they said spending increased by 2.2%. Um, and if you look at January year over year, it was up five and a half percent. But again, looking at January of last year, remember, Omicron was really starting to hit hard. And so that kept people from spending as much money. And they, they attributed a lot of it to Social Security going up for retirees and minimum wage going up for other workers. So, you know, they had some some attributes there that um, contributed to that increase. I kind of would expect that, you know, you give us an 8% rise in our Social Security benefits, even if it's all going to sundries, it's all getting spent. So, yeah, that was that was kind of like a built-in stimulus payment at the beginning of this year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, for sure, for, for, or at it least happened. for retirees. Yeah, well, and us old folks that are taking it, even though we're still slaving over a hot console every morning. <laughs> so, hey, you had a tidbit as well out of one of the stocks that we hear a lot about because they're big. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun on the showbiz reports this, uh, this last year talking about all the problems that Kanye West is having by basically opening his trap and saying stupid stuff. But one of his uh, former partners is really hurting. Adidas is stuck with a whole load of stuff that they may have to donate to Goodwill, huh? Yeah, I'm not sure what they're going to end up doing yet. They're trying to repurpose it. But, you know, in the November or December last year, they came out after they broke up with uh, Kanye and said, hey, look, we are sitting on $500 million, a half a billion dollars worth of inventory of, of his shoes and that we're not going to sell. And so, um, okay, they took a hit then. Well, they come out in January or this week and revise that number up to double that to $1.1 billion worth of uh, Kanye West, what they call them, easy shoes um, yep. in stock. And they're not sure how they're going to repurpose them or what they're going to be able to do to them. They need to find another celebrity they, they can nickname Ye and unload exactly. the junk at discount prices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, it, when a celebrity screws up the way Kanye did, it can call, it can have repercussions in uh, areas that you don't really think about. Yeah, he's persona non grata on social media, but you know, I, I got a sneaking hunch he's probably not welcome at Adidas corporate headquarters right now within a block or two, right? Uh, probably not. And you may, you know, I mean, I, I know he wasn't really, you know, uh, politically correct what he said and was probably not nice, but. You know, when on the business side of it, Adidas may have needed to uh, rethink that a little bit. 
Uh, yeah, I would think that the best thing to do is after that happened, before they terminate the relationship, say, hey, big sale. And exactly. then, dump him like a, then dump him like a hot potato. <laughs> if folks can't tell from the pattern of our normal patter, there's not a lot going on first thing this morning. We may move the market a little bit with the University of Michigan sentiment report. The consumer budget, the consumer sentiment index comes out about 10 this morning. Um, don't have a whole heck of a lot. Otherwise, my fear and greed index on the market is leaning toward greed. And I think some of it is the uh, leveling off we've taken since Tuesday. Any of the companies going to be uh, changing uh, changing our mood any this morning with the reports that are out in first quarter? Well, not necessarily to the good. Uh, no. We, we got Lyft Dang. reported. Yeah, Lyft reported, and it was a dismal report. Um, they were expected to earn $0.10 cents a share, and instead mm-hmm. they, they lost $0.75 cents a share. Um, right. Yeah, that was a, a pretty big reversal for them. And uh, their revenue missed substantially, too. They were expected to make about almost $1.1 billion in revenue. They only made $975 million. Um, and then, of course, they've gotten downgraded by several different uh, analysts. So they are taking it big time today, down 31% this morning. Holy crud. I saw a top-line thing on one of my tip sheets saying that uh, after report, investors are dropping Lyft and running to Uber, which uh, may be the tail of the tape this morning on those two businesses. Yeah, it may be. It may be. That's, uh, yeah, they may be dropping, dropping Lyft and Uber into Uber, right? Um, <laughs> so then we've got another travel company, Expedia. You know, we mm-hmm. talked about a couple yesterday. But uh, they uh, they also had a disappointing quarter. Uh, they uh, they earned a dollar twenty six a share versus a dollar sixty seven they were expected to make, and revenue was well, it was pretty close, but still off on the wrong direction. So they're trading down about two point six percent this morning. We had um, Yelp report. Yelp actually had a. a a positive things to say they uh, posted uh, higher revenue than expected and then their earnings were basically in line with what everybody thought they should be and so they're up seven and a half percent just because revenue was up so uh, a good bump for them and then one that uh, you know we don't always understand the company name but we know what it sells and that's Newell Brands um, they're the company that makes or has Yankee Candle and Rubbermaid and some of those companies. And so um, they came out and reported and, and they're down. They, um, they missed on uh, earnings the, this last quarter. They're blaming it on tougher operating environment, uh, obviously slower demand because of inflation, I think, and, and some of those things that, hey, I don't necessarily need a new candle. Um, is is hurting Newell Brands? They're down about seven percent this morning. They're actually that, that getting... kind of. I was going to say yeah. that surprises me. You find me a woman who will ever say I don't really need a new candle. Well, you know, if it's a candle or a loaf of bread, what are you going to put? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I, I guess I'm not shocked with the Rubbermaid division being a big bulk number on the bunch. Uh, remember, we talked about Tupperware a few weeks ago, and the storage storage solutions for some reason are falling on harder times than we expected. Yeah, they they are, and and I think yeah. it may be just a, a a fact of disposable income drying up. Um, the last one I have for you is a company called Dexcom, 
and mm-hmm. I had to look to see, but Dexcom is one of those um, glucose monitoring systems. So yeah. it, it monitors um, diabetics' uh, blood sugar uh, mm-hmm. continuously. And, you know, they can check it on their phone or their app on their, on their phone. And so that's kind of neat for them. They did, did well. Uh, they came in at 34 cents a share versus 27 expected. Um, and, and so they've got a new uh, a Super Bowl ad coming out. You may want to look at that uh, with uh, Nick Jonas. And so they're trading up about 3.5% this morning. I kind of wonder about the Super Bowl marketing strategy, but the company I know something about is the caregiver for a diabetic for years. It really excited me when they came out with that product a few years ago. Yeah. Resetting resetting the table, it was a down day on Wall Street yesterday. The Dow was down by 249. S&P was down by 36.5. And the big loser, kind of as usual, NASDAQ down a full percent down 121 points yesterday. I was kind of hoping for a turnaround until I saw the curve at midnight last night. 45 minutes before we open, what are we looking at today? You know, the red has improved slightly, Dave. Uh, We've got the Dow down about a quarter of a percent right now. The S&P 500 is down four tenths. The NASDAQ 100 is down between six and seven tenths. And the Russell 2000 is down almost seven tenths. So um, everything's red on that chart uh, if we flip over to the commodities we got silver up a little bit about two tenths of a percent gold flat right now and then crude oil is uh is up one point basically one and a third percent to 79 dollars and 14 cents i look for it probably to close above 80 today if we're not careful I suspect that's probably going to happen. The overseas markets kind of reflected what you'd expect for the oil industry. Uh, Asian markets were mixed at the close early this morning. European markets are saying, holy crud, the last thing in the world we need is more problem with Russia. And they're off substantially. German markets are down by well over a percent, ditto for France. And English markets are down by about two-thirds of a percent halfway through their day. Stuff that we can't control, stuff that we don't expect can affect our retirement funds unless we've made sure we can control the risk in them. How do I find you to get a hold of that risk and get it under control in my retirement, Philip? Hey, Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And we'll check in Monday morning with you and find out what happened over the weekend. Let's cross our fingers. Things settle down and the mood improves. Have a good weekend. All right, buddy. You too. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that you have a great weekend. And join us again Monday, same time, same place. Until then, so long.